We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. Ran a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? Hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk. And welcome back to another episode of Bangerangs and Daggers. I'm your host, still somewhat in lockdown stay-at-home mode, Kevin Knight out here in Washington, D.C. And joining me for this week's episode, uh, many of you will be familiar with his uh, writing on coordination and coverage of Nebraska ball, Mitch. Mitch, how are you doing? What's up, Kevin? How are you doing? Yeah, you know, not too bad. I guess we're in the I-95 corridor together. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sort of summer, although it seems to be cooled <laughs> off again. But yeah, uh, we have some fun Nebraska ball content for everybody finally. Isn't that right? Yeah, man. Non-conference schedule finally comes out. Um, like how many ga- how many games do we get? I think around like twelve the non-conference ones, right? Uh, I think so. Right, um, eleven or twelve, something like that. Um, but yeah, so that dropped yesterday and. Uh, we will be opening the season um, officially against Cleveland State on Tuesday, November 10th. Uh, Cleveland State went 11-21 and 21 last year. Um, after that, Saturday, November 14th, is Purdue-Fort Wayne, who went 14-29, and 29, but interestingly did have two single-digit wins over Western Illinois, uh, which we happen to have a transfer joining us this year from Western Illinois. So perhaps that will be... Uh, some interesting storyline for that. Revenge game, maybe. Yeah. Uh, then after that, we've got the Myrtle Beach Invitational, November 19th, 20th, and 22nd, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, bracket for that still has yet to be determined, but we'll uh, talk a little bit about all the different possibilities there here um, later in the episode. After that, uh, Wednesday, November 25th, Lamar, who went 17 and 15. At some point between November 30th and December 2nd, we'll play in the Big Ten ACC Challenge, opponents still TBD. Uh, Saturday, December 12th, Creighton, uh, who went 24-7, and and clearly a NCAA tournament team, to say the least. Um, <laughs> but uh, win over Creighton will be a great birthday present on that day. Nobody asked me how old I am. For the love of God, don't do that. <laughs> uh, week later, Saturday, December 19th, Neutral slight game against Kansas State, who went 11-21 and 21 last year. Monday, December 21st, Kansas City, 16-14 uh, and 14 last season. And Tuesday, December 29th, to wrap up the non-conference, will be Florida A&M, who went 12-15. and 15. Uh, So what's your initial thoughts on that? Any games you're particularly excited about? Well, I think the Creighton one for sure will be a good game. Uh, Creighton was, I think, going to be a two-seed in tournament. Um, and I saw them as a team making a big run. And for the most part, they're returning most of their players, too. I think they they lost one to clear for the draft. I'm blanking on his name. Uh, he was a pretty big one. But And Kansas State, old Big 12 team, that, that should be interesting. But it's a bummer, too, because we're getting those two home games. But, you know, who knows if they'll even be an audience because like, Pinnacle thrives so much on a home core arena like presence but we're not going to have that maybe we don't have that this year so i think having those big games at home this year might hurt us actually in the long run if we don't have an audience at home but most definitely um creighton will definitely hurt kansas state will be neutral court 
this year. Oh, that's right. Okay. um, The other games, this is actually the interesting thing. Well, there's definitely a lot more firepower in terms of teams with a pulse that we're playing this season. Uh, (laughs) Unlike last season for, um, I will use the cliche of year zero for Coach Hoiberg's regime because it definitely should be considered that. but yeah, so uh, teams with a pulse this year seems to be the theme. Um, and with that in mind, it's not really much of a competition in terms of road environments. That's going to be a uh, tough um, wall, I guess, for lack of a better phrase that comes to mind off the top of my head, uh, that the team's going to face when they get into Big Ten conference play. Right. Because every game here is a home court or four neutral court games total with the Kansas City matchup against uh, Kansas State and the three games in Myrtle Beach. The only thing that isn't for sure is while it's likely Nebraska will be in Lincoln for the Big Ten ACC Challenge, that's never actually a guarantee because while they played at Georgia Tech last season in the Challenge, it would not be the first time that a team has ended up uh, playing on the road or at home two years in a row. For example, Louisville last season um, played for the second straight season at home in the challenge against Michigan State and then Michigan last season. So um, no guarantee necessarily that they will end up getting home court advantage for that one. But beyond that, a lot of games in Lincoln for fans to uh, take in in this case. Yeah, and I know you brought up a good coin with the home point advantage. I mean, Nebraska didn't win a single road game in Big Ten play last Actually, not a true road game at all. I don't think last season. I think nope. they had one neutral site win, but no, no true road game win. So that will be interesting to come in Big Ten play, um, especially with the new team. With who knows what the chemistry will be like if they'll have like if they're on the road and adversity strikes and players yelling at each other. I mean, who knows what will happen? But yeah, most definitely. And uh, I, I think they had two down in the Cayman Islands. They. Won their yeah. first game, lost the second. I want to say they won the next one, though. Yes. I, I so maybe misremembered. Neutral but... wins and then yeah. the five wins at home. Yeah. Yep. Um, although, interestingly, last season for the Big Ten, only one team um, actually had a winning record on the road. The only other teams that uh, – I, I think there were two that had a 500 record on the road, and after that – um, everybody else had a losing record on the road. So <laughs> not a, uh, not, yeah. I, I guess part of that's the depth last season of the conference. But yeah, I think that was so just, crazy last season, but that, that's pretty crazy. That's <laughs> yeah. I've, and I mean, uh, one of the teams that had a 500 record on the road, won the share of the title and another one that had a winning record, won a share of the title. Um, I think the other team that had a 500 record, didn't share uh, any of the Big Ten conference title, but I don't remember who the third one was in that case. Yeah, I forget. Uh, well, Michigan State want to share the title. Um, Maryland, Maryland, Wisconsin, yep. Maryland, Wisconsin, okay. So maybe it was yeah, Ohio Maryland, State. Or maybe, maybe. Possibly. That that sounds right, actually, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, Maryland was 500, and MSU had a winning record on the road. Um, let's see. The... Uh, Myrtle Beach Invitational, though, um, as we said, we'd, we'd get to that one. So uh, the teams that will be at that, besides the Nebraska Cornhuskers, are the Charlotte 49ers, who went 16-13, and 13, 
the Dayton Flyers, who went 29-2 and two and were obviously an NCAA tournament team, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, Loyola Chicago out of Missouri Valley Conference. I'm sure everybody remembers them and America's favorite nun from a few seasons ago who went 21 and 11 last season. Uh, Missouri Tigers, who we're all familiar with uh, from back in the Big 8, Big 12 days, who had a 15 and 17 record last season. The Penn Quakers, who went 16 and 11. Pittsburgh Panthers, 16 and 17. And the Utah State Aggies, 26 and 8. Yeah, a lot of, I mean, a lot of Dayton, Pitt, Utah State, a lot of, comp- I mean, Dayton, hopefully, uh, won't be as powerful against Nebraska without Obi Toppin, but, I mean, Dayton was still number one team in the country, so he can't really, can't really pass them even without the best player in the country in the team. And then Utah State was just as good, too. I believe they were, they were looking to be a five seed or higher, maybe, in the tournament this year, if it happened, but. Sounds about right, yeah. Pittsburgh, I mean. Xavier Johnson revenge game. Um, that'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm actually excited to watch him. I haven't gotten to watch him that much since he decommitted from Nebraska, but that'll be a fun one to watch. Most definitely. Um, and I, I'd say Pittsburgh would actually be one of the teams that might be a matchup for the Big Ten ACC challenge, but given that they will be in the tournament, it's probably unlikely, even depending on how the bracket comes out, if that uh, comes out before they announce the matchups for the challenge um, I doubt that we end up seeing that one but uh, there are some interesting uh, storylines that could come out of depending on how the bracket falls um, besides just the fact that there's some pretty great competition to face uh, we have Shamil Stevenson and Trey McGowns uh, who transferred out of Pitt to Nebraska uh, former assistant coach Craig Smith is now with Utah State Jordy Chamonga is at Dayton, <laughs> uh, former Cornhusker. And uh, Bobby Lutz, a former head coach of Charlotte from 1999 to 2000, is now on the staff at Nebraska as the uh, special assistant to the head coach. And, of course, obviously Missouri we all are familiar with. Or uh, I, I guess maybe I should say Missouri. <laughs> but... Should be a good conference tournament, or uh, I'm sorry, holiday tournament. So, hey, if anybody wants to get away from their in-laws um, and they are allowing fans, I'm sure you can find a place in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, that should be, that should be a, I'm excited for this tournament. I, I, the, tournament la, or the, yeah, the tournament last Thanksgiving wasn't, wasn't as great with Powerhouse, but I can see why we were in that last year. Um, Pretty yeah, this sure this on, on the bright side, I'm pretty sure this one is partly sponsored by ESPN, so we'll actually be able to watch it. Yeah, that's right. I forgot, we had the, I forgot the streaming service that we had to watch last tournament, but yeah, that was, that was a pain in the ass. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, and then obviously somewhere in there um, between Lamar slash the ACC Big Ten Challenge and the Creighton and Kansas State games, We'll have uh, two conference games at some point, I'm sure, uh, since we moved to the 20-game schedule, and you'd have the two early games uh, with conference play in there. But obviously that is TBD, and we probably won't know that until uh, it comes out about mid-August, I want to say, although they usually announce the pairings later this month. Um, So stay tuned on that, at least, to our uh, listeners and we'll be sure to have coverage of that on uh, the website. 
But yeah, uh, any any parting thoughts on the schedule you still want to mention? Uh, sure. Well, the mention of the two Big Ten games, that, would, that five game stretch with the ACC challenge, then the two Big Ten, then Creighton, Kansas State. I mean, that's that'll be really telling for this year's team. I mean, you know, you could easily go zero and five during that stretch. So hopefully, hopefully that will be a good preview for what Big Ten conference play will look like in that five game stretch. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I think even going back to the Myrtle Beach Invitational and through that uh, two early games, ACC, Creighton, Kansas State, I think by then we'll see, get a pretty good idea of how the season's going to go, if there's going to be much improvement or if it's still going to be a uh, rebuilding year, so to speak. Um, so hopefully we, we see some promise out of that and uh, get some growth as a team together and whatnot. But um, overall, it's... Definitely a more exciting season schedule. Uh, I'm not going to deny that. The, yeah. <laughs> even as bad as we did in terms of actual games, I, I don't think anybody was particularly excited about the lineup that they had last season. So, but yeah. good to get, get some sports back in the in the world, and good to see Nebraska basketball getting some love. Most definitely. But uh, I guess with that. That will be a wrap for this week's episode. Uh, as always, please be sure to subscribe to uh, Bangerangs and Daggers on whatever podcast platform you want for Coordination Radio. You'll get not only this, you'll get Big Red Copcast, John's Post-Life Crisis, uh, Five Heart Podcast, and uh, uh, any short pod episodes that we're doing as well uh, these days. Um, certainly uh, subscribe. Subscribe, uh, leave a review, let us know what you think in the comments, um, or you know, follow us on Twitter at Bangs and Dags, myself at Sparty on Huskers, or uh, Mitch, if you'd like to let everybody know your handle. Yeah, at Mitch underscore Lomar, if you want to see some funny tweets and some other blogs. And uh, with that, we'll uh, call it a wrap and talk to you guys next week. Thanks.